Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 71. Returning to work after mental health diagnosis. Okay, so I'm going to start by quoting some figures. One in four people will have had to stay off work this year due to mental health and 50% of long-term absenteeism is due to mental health issues. Now I know for some that might be surprising but for others they will also add so what? How can this information help me? Well by simply knowing you are not alone it can bring comfort. It's also a high number and Not surprisingly, it's why there is more of a call for employers to be so much more aware of the effects of stress and its impact on their employers' mental and physical health. Employers are being urged to take necessary steps to enact steps to reduce workplace stress. This is not just because of how it impacts the bottom line or possible lawsuits they could face, but also the impact putting these steps into place will have on their staff, productivity and out-of-the-box thinking that can occur as a result. So you've decided to return to work. My first piece of advice to you is preparation is key. Your thought process is going to kick in with some very valid questions. I know that your self-esteem and confidence has been affected. You may feel that you are no longer competent when it comes to doing your job. You'll be worried about how you will cope. Will the workload be too much and trigger a relapse? Will you be discriminated against or will colleagues gossip? You need to remember you are in control of your life and you need to think about what you want in your life now. So with that in mind, before you return to work, you may wish to ask yourself and your employer some questions. One, think about whether this job is right for you any longer. Two, would you be better off with a less stressful job? Three, think about taking flexible hours. You might like to return part-time or job share options or start later in the day if you're sleepy from medication in the mornings. Four, asking for flexible hours can also help with appointments, such as medical or counselling ones you may need. Is your job going to allow for this to happen? Five, having a separate office may be a haven for you now, or if you've had one in the past, you may prefer to work in an open office situation. Again, can your job offer this? Six, Being offered written instructions rather than verbal ones may be better for you now. Can your employer accommodate this? 7. Sick days and sick pay arrangements. You will need to know these and can they be flexible about this? 8. Getting a mentor or buddy system support in place can also be helpful. Support from a colleague in the short or long term. Again, can your employer do this for you? 9. Having a place You can go for a break when needed to unwind or meditate within your place of work can be very helpful to you, but will also benefit others as they may wish to avail of this place too. Remember, this is a selling point for this kind of support. 10. Will your job allow for a phased return or are you expected to hit the ground running? This may be too much stress for you all at once. Benefits of returning to the workplace. 
But just know most people find going back to work as a positive step and that with the right support in place, it is possible to return to work. Some of the benefits are one, it helps to improve your recovery. Two, improves your financial situation. This can be in and of itself. It makes life less stressful for you and your family circumstances. But it shouldn't be the only reason for returning to work, particularly if it isn't right for you. Three, increases your confidence and self-esteem. This may happen more quickly than if you don't return to work. But again, your job must support you and your mental health to do this. Four, creates a feeling of contribution and social inclusion for you. Five, a greater sense of identity and purpose in terms of work. Six, greater independence, particularly financial, as I've already said. Seven, improved general mental health. Again, only if you receive the necessary support from your employer. Eight, the opportunity to make friends and get in touch with old friends and colleagues again. Some steps to take first. One, the first step is to talk to your counsellor, psychologist or psychiatrist and GP. Let them know you've decided to return to work and take what they say on board. They may already have approached the subject with you. It's important to have this conversation and get some good advice and tips that you can put in place to support you. You will need their continued support into the future. Two, talk to your employer. Long before you decide to get back into the workplace, Keep the dialogue open once you're ready. Keep up to date with the general direction your job or normal workplace has taken during your absence. It's good to keep in touch with friends and colleagues from work and they'll keep you up to date in what's been happening in your absence. Being off work can feel very isolating. Three, make sure you have a good self-care and positive habits in place alongside stress reduction steps such as meditation, exercise, healthy eating plan, medication plan, positive supports from family and friends, a counselling plan, etc. These should be almost like second nature to you before you go back. These will be your fallback plan also if you feel a relapse coming on. You will need plans and systems in place while in work. Your life has changed and this will be for the better if you get these plans and systems working for you first. Four, arrange a meeting with your employer and or the HR manager. This may be the hardest thing for you to do, but it is necessary. You need to be able to return to work knowing you have your employer's and supervisor's support. I've outlined some of the questions you'll need to ask, plus your employer needs to fully understand your illness. Unless they have been affected by this before, probably on a personal level, they will not understand anything about your condition. You need them to at least know and understand the basics. You may wish to bring support with you in the form of a letter from your psychologist or psychiatrist or printed material from the HSC or the NHS outlining information they need to know. Remember, understanding your own condition equals empowerment to you. Knowing your rights and entitlements also means empowering yourself. Five, ask about a reasonable adjustment to your workplace for you from your employer. As well as a phased return to work or flexible hours, etc. You may also like to ask your employer about implementing the following. Please note these suggestions and questions I've already outlined are not all that can be asked. You may have more as you learn about your own mental health. 
Doing things another way, such as allowing someone with social anxiety disorder to have their own desk instead of hot desking. Making physical changes to the workplace you may require. Changing the equipment or offering written instructions instead of verbal communication. The use of assisted technology also. Offering employees training opportunities in mental health, such as stress reduction, etc. Offering recreational, quiet rooms and refreshment facilities. Making sure employees take breaks and their lunch hour. Providing a buddy or mentoring system to all employees, especially new ones. Now that you have decided to return to work, what next? 1. Meet with your supervisor and human resource manager to go over your needs before you go back. I've already outlined some suggestions for this conversation. Make sure these are in place before day one. Plus, make sure you also have clear guidelines for all your work tasks. Get these in writing. Ask about how information about your absence will be or has been shared with co-workers and how you will be kept informed about workplace changes, etc. Two, make sure to check in with your supervisor and or HR manager on a regular basis to make sure your needs are being met. This also ensures you are comfortable about all arrangements or if new ones need to be implemented. Your supervisor should really be doing this without you having to go to them, but it's no harm if you do it and remind them of their obligations. Three, try to create a thriving environment in your workplace. You know what it's like to have mental health problems, so why not become an advocate to help others and reduce stress and improve mental health in the workplace in general? This can include reasonable adjustments you have made to your work environment, education classes such as in stress reduction, a structured schedule, positive reinforcement, peer support and help from leadership. The list is endless here. It's great to help others, but be your own advocate too. Four, having your psychologist, counsellor or psychiatrist in communication with your employers can be a huge help. But remember, you're in charge here and this should be for your benefit. Not all employers are accommodating when employees return to work. So having your psychologist, etc. on your side and working for your benefit will help here. Five, always report discrimination or harassment in to your human resource department. Remember, just because you have a mental health problem doesn't mean your rights and entitlements went out the window. Nor do you have to put up with harassment or anything else just to keep your job. 6. Make sure your systems and plans are in place and working for you. If they aren't, make sure you put them in place quickly. Also, make sure you keep your appointments and ask for help as soon as possible rather than waiting. This will help minimise a risk of relapse. So, your old job wasn't for you. What's next? You have all your plans and systems in place and have decided that your old job and workplace isn't right to aid your recovery. This may be because of the workload, work practices of your employer, or it's too high stress and you would only aid a relapse. So what's next? Looking for a new job. Looking for a new job after mental health illness can be difficult. I've already discussed why above returning to your old job has benefits in particular regarding your self-confidence, etc. But let's make this a positive step. Think about it as a new life change for the better with you in charge of your life and living it your way. So now some questions you might want to ask yourself. One, where would you like to work? Two, what kind of work would you like to do? Three, what type of support do you need? Four, how will it affect your financial situation, including any benefits you're getting? Five, if a full time paid job isn't an option open to you, what about part time work? 
job sharing or flexi hours or volunteering. Don't write off volunteering. It can have many benefits, including improving self-esteem, new education or job experience in a new role. Plus, it may help you gain a paid position in a company. You should know your rights and the law. You may be worried that when you apply for a job, you will be discriminated against if you admit that you have or have had mental or emotional health problems. But it's illegal for employers to ask health or health related questions before making a job offer. It's also illegal to discriminate against people with any kind of health condition or disability, including mental health issues. I'm not a solicitor, so you really should check into all this yourself through either asking a solicitor or a lawyer for advice. You can ask the FLAC solicitors for free in Ireland or look up your local law services near where you live. Some websites that support and work for people with mental health problems also offer some detailed advice here more than I can. Mentalhealthireland.ie is one such site. I have a link to it in the original blog. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help from family, friends, local employment agencies such as Intro, these are Ireland welfare offices, or local colleges. These can offer you advice about getting a job, returning to education, and help you prepare a CV and cover letter. Don't rule out further education. Maybe it's education or retraining you're thinking of for a new career you want. Some colleges now offer employment alongside retraining into a career. It's okay to return to education at any age. And don't forget to check into benefits and grants. Social welfare in Ireland can offer you advice about these courses and grants. Your local college and welfare officers can also offer you advice where you live. In everything I've discussed, you need to remember you are the one in charge now. You get to decide what you want to do next with your life. Having a mental health illness can offer us an opportunity to step back and take stock of what is important in our lives. Making any decisions about what we do next should come after a long conversation with our positive supporters. But also it's about listening to what we, our bodies and minds, want to happen next too. Work with me. We all struggle with our mental health from time to time. It is important to realise the support is there when we need it. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me and I will leave a link in the description for this podcast. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post. I will place a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 